On this episode of Nurses' Voices, we will be talking with two nurses from a large urban community hospital that has been at the epicenter of the COVID pandemic. What we're going to focus on is what makes a good patient care unit, a good working environment for nurses, and what can we learn that will help us improve both patient care and nursing work life going forward. This is Nurses' Voices. Nurses' Voices is sponsored by Pfizer Canada. It is supported by the Canadian Nurses Foundation and the Canadian Nurses Association. Welcome to Nurses' Voices. I'm Gail Donner. And I'm Mary Wheeler. We're hearing a lot about nurses leaving their work and their profession. In our first two episodes of season two of Nurses' Voices, we spoke about health human resource planning and what needs to happen to recruit and retain nurses, and then about what needs to happen in nursing education to ensure we are recruiting and educating nurses for the current health environment and also for the future. Now it's time to talk about what is happening on the ground. And what does a good nursing unit look like? One that values nurses, provides opportunities for them to grow, and provide high-quality patient and family care. What does a unit like that look like? For this, we're going to hear the perspectives directly from a nurse manager and from a frontline nurse. Welcome to Nurses' Voices, Vicki and Kristen. Vicki Sharma-Vermani started her nursing career as a registered nurse 15 years ago and is now the patient care manager on 2B Medicine at Trillium Health Partners in Mississauga, Ontario. Kristen Villa started her career as a registered nurse four years ago, working part-time at Trillium Health Partners, and is currently a coordinating nurse on 2B, where Vicky is the manager. So maybe before we get going with questions, Vicky, could I ask you just to tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about uh, Mississauga, a little bit about Trillium Health Partners, and a little bit about To Be Medicine. Trillium Health Partners is one of the largest hospitals within Ontario. We have three main sites. There's the Mississauga, Credit Valley, and Queensway site, and we serve a very diverse population. We have many various programs. We have the cancer program, surgery, women's and children, and then we've got medicine, which is what we fall under. 2B is one of the largest units in the hospital. Let's talk about some of the issues, and I'm going to start with you, Kristen. When I started asking colleagues for the name of a manager that was leading a unit that staff nurses want to work in, and that seems to be a good place providing good patient care, more than one, several people mentioned Vicky, and they mentioned to be as a unit of choice. So maybe you can say a little bit about how you came to be on to be, why you're on to be, and then we'll talk a little bit about what what makes a good unit? Well, uh, originally, I uh, started on 2B very early into my career. I was only on another unit for six months before I transitioned to 2B. At that time, we had varying managers, but I really got along with the people that I worked with. And so I stayed on my unit. I worked very hard as being a full-time RN on 2B. And shortly after the opportunity came about where 
Um, I had the chance to become what we call a coordinating nurse or a clinical leader um, in other hospitals. And so I took the opportunity. Uh, within that time, uh, we had maybe three or four different intern managers. And so it became more of a kind of a team focus where we worked with each other because we didn't have a constant manager. Um, so the team became very strong. And as a nurse, I became self-directed and kind of trying to mitigate the challenges that the managers had to deal with because they were also dealing with other units. So I decided to stay because it was a challenge. Now that Vicky's there, it just amplifies the reason why I stay because I know I have that great support from my manager, from my educator, as well as from my staff. So I continue to be there. I'm growing. I'm still a junior nurse, as they would call it. Uh, I love it there. I wouldn't change anything about it. So Vicky, Tubi had a variety of uh, nurse managers while it was figuring out what it wanted to be, I guess, when it grows up. And uh, the staff, when I listen uh, to Kristen, the staff became quite a tight and self-directed kind of group. So tell us a little bit about how you came to be at Tubi. And as you arrived, what were the challenges I had only heard of 2B. I was a student there once, and that was the last I heard of 2B. And I was like, okay, that's it. 2B's done. Not looking bad. I was on a surgical unit at the other site, at M site. And then I came over to Credit Valley site as an educator and did like a few interim manager roles on other units. And then only then uh, Shannon, my director, had approached me and said, you know, I think you do great on 2B. And so this is the biggest unit. And I like Kristen, Kristen and I both know Tubi did not have the greatest rep. For whatever reason, nobody was very specific. It was just like Tubi. You don't want to go to Tubi. And I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to go to Tubi. I don't know why, but I don't want to go to Tubi. <laughs> Shannon really, she was like, no, Vicky, you could do it. You could do it. So I came to Tubi. And it was seriously a walk in the park because we have three charge nurses. There's Kristen, Andrea, and uh, Rebecca. And these guys are just all so self-sufficient. I was there and like, okay, what am I doing for you? <laughs> because you guys have it all figured out. I didn't know what the bad rep was about. I still can't figure it out. In my eyes, I told these guys when I met them, I'm like, you are all shining superstars. I'm just here to take off the dust a little bit so the rest of the organization can see it. We went on to win awards, there's recognitions. Um, we have a, a 905 leadership call where um, Tubi has been highlighted a few times. Then all of a sudden, I started getting all these applications from the prior units I was on, and we got an influx of uh, new hires <laughs> that Kate transferred over which was really nice. So like some people actually started calling us the Pied Piper because we had this following. My charge nurses especially is that they have an issue, they solve it. They let me know afterwards, just as a courtesy. And I, you know, I'm like, okay, but why didn't you guys tell me before? And they're like, oh no, don't, we were, we're gonna bother you with that. So I know when they've come to me, I know they've exhausted everything else, and, um, but it's rarely ever happens. So I really feel like I'm just there as a support and a constant. When I first came, they said, you're not going to go anywhere, are you? Like, you know, they weren't getting too attached because there were so many managers that come and, uh, like, they came and they left. And But I don't see myself ever going anywhere else. 
Like this is home now. Well, so it's yeah. fascinating. You you're saying, oh, um, what makes a good unit is having good staff, and the fact that they work as a team makes your job easier. But I I'm assuming it also makes the quality of care better. If you don't have to intervene very often, you must be pretty pleased with how they're doing. During the pandemic, it's been a terrible situation for all acute care hospitals, long-term care, public health, I mean, everybody. And nurses have been in the spotlight a lot, and a lot of nurses have been complaining about being burnt out and being tired and not being appreciated. So maybe you could follow up a little bit with what have you learned about how to support nurses? What is the kind of support? And then, Kristen, maybe you can talk about what what it takes to help a manager be a good manager. For me, and it just is very simple. I read a book called If Disney Ran Your Hospital, like nine and a half things you would do differently. Just learning from that, it's very simple. It's just value people as humans. And I put a great emphasis on relationship building and sustaining relationships. So when staff are sick, I'm not worried, okay, we're going to be short. I'm more worried, how is that person doing? So, you know, I actually reach out and like, you know, if you need anything, we had a few staff that were off with COVID and genuinely, I think all of us, we reached out and said, if you need me to drop foods, meds, PPE, let me know. We will come and drop it off. We'll Uber it to your door, whatever. Just that little thought, like people really, really appreciate it. And I think that's trickling down, like I said, from the senior leadership now. Um, because I think once the pandemic hit, everybody came to a level playing field. There wasn't this hierarchy anymore. And people were just texting back and forth and everyone was sharing the same feelings. So just uh, having that relationship piece, I think is very important. And once you build that relationship, having that trust, I feel like from my end, I'm uh, obligated to uphold people's trust. And in turn, I think um, our staff reciprocates that by that trust and also loyalty to an extent, because a lot of people don't want to leave the unit, even though it is heavy. We don't want to leave you. So you know, the Chargers are amazing. They're so supportive. We have an amazing educator who's there um, and just right at the bedside with staff. And every day at our huddle, we talk about respectful workplace. That's something that we hold very high in our unit um, to make sure everyone feels respected. Any new guests, any students, anybody that comes onto the unit, we make sure we introduce them at huddle um, right up to our, our PSRs, which is our cleaning staff. Um, we make sure everybody is acknowledged and everybody feels a part of the team. Kristen, what do you think about when you listen to Vicky? I think everything Vicky said is is exactly how we work. It's building that teamwork and those relationships within each other because being a nurse, sometimes you can't do everything alone. And so um, just having the good relationships with each other helps us go a long way within our day to day and our month to month and our year to year. Um, that's a lot of the reasons why I hear from my staff that they've stayed and they're not going anywhere. Our unit is very heavy. And since the pandemic, I think it's just gotten worse because we weren't in a designated COVID unit. We were a medicine unit and we weren't getting the COVID patients, but we were getting a significant load of heavy patients that were severely yeah. ill. Um, having each other and supporting each other through um, really helped us a lot. 
Also, I think with Vicky, it's it's having the ability to go to her office and just say, hey, I'm having a hard day today. Like, and she was very open and saying, how can I help you? What can we change? What can we make different? And it goes for myself. It goes for all of us. We're all needing a mental health day these days because it's just been go, 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 go. And there hasn't been much off time. Um, and so Vicky makes that happen where she encourages us mm -hmm. to take that vacation and to take that time off and to focus on our mental health, even though it's not a vacation down south, it's a mental health break from being there on the floor for five or four days a week. Um, so she's been very um, accommodating to the staff and giving them time off. How do we take what you're doing? Like this is, and I, I'm not minimizing it. This isn't magic. This is talking about values. It's talking about respect. It's talking about relationships. So I'd really like to hear from the both of you, where are we missing out? Why isn't this happening in other places? I, I really find that it's not something we learn in school. You know, in school, we learn a lot of theory. When we get to our jobs, we learn a lot of operational. And I had a great mentor as well. Um, and, you know, I did, uh, we did our Gallup strengths. The Gallup strengths is that um, I was highly re relational and so was he. So I really mimic a lot that I've learned from him. So, and I know that uh, Kristen right now is doing an invitation to leadership program and they see the relationships and they themselves say, you know, that it's, it's nice to be not seen as a number, but as a person. I, I had a few nurses say that to me. So, you know, just hearing those things, they really resonate with me. And, you know, these are, I think, I, I wouldn't have known this early in my career. I'm still learning, but it seems to work. It seems to be the secret sauce that's keeping people here. And, and when they are transferring, hopefully, um, Kristen knows as well as that they're going maybe to the emerge or they're going to renal or ICU. So we know that they're progressing. They're progressing, mm -hmm. they're growing in their career. So we feel good about that. I always tell everybody, if you're leaving me for another medicine unit, I need to know why. <laughs> so we do our own little exit interview, but uh, we haven't had that happen. So for me, um, having gone through like four different managers within the span of the year that I was in charge, you had the different types of styles. And so every style of every manager has been different. And so I found myself like, just getting used to one and then having to switch to another style. For me, it was a little bit of a challenge, but that authoritative kind of like, you're doing this my way, you can't do this and you can't do that is something that did not work for our unit because they needed a more relational manager. So I think everybody is different in terms of how they will manage, but I think having that relational aspect where you can relate to the nurses understand how they're feeling and how heavy the workload is, and then giving them what they need. If they need some time off, allowing them to do that. Because if you're more like, you did this wrong, you need to go on a learning plan, and you like, there's no room for growth. It's more, you did wrong, you need to learn better. It's not kind of like a working together type of relationship. And so I think our staff are thriving because Vicky is excellent in saying to them, Let's work on it. Let's work together. What can we do better? Not just what can you do better? What can we do better as a unit to help um, amplify uh, what's going on and help help learn from the mistake? 
of being approachable, being a manager that is present on the unit every morning, going around to say, good morning, how are you doing? And that's something Vicky is very adamant on doing is when she starts her day, she comes and says hello, not only to me, but to everybody that is working. What you're describing is what we say we want, what high quality nursing care looks like, establishing relationships, valuing the patient or the family for who they are, not being judgmental. How does all this fit with what the job is of the nurse and of the manager? This is what I tell my staff all the time, because you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days and you're going to have patients who complain and families who complain. But at the end of the day, it's important to note that these people are in the hospital for a reason. And we came into nursing for a reason is to care for our patients to help them heal. And so in the back of your mind, when you're having that hard day, it's just to remember that this patient is still a person. They're having a difficult time. You might be having a difficult time as well. But importantly enough that you're going in there with um, no judgments, you're going in there with an open mind and not letting other things bother you. And then I always say it's important to, when you leave for that day, if you had a hard day, the patient gave you a hard time, is to leave that at work. Leave it there, go home, and start fresh. Don't, don't carry that on. And that's something, it's been extremely, extremely challenging. Like I said, not only the patients, they're sicker because a lot of them haven't came to seek help in a long time and, and followed up with their physicians. It's now also these policies and the visitation rules that have been put into place, which have put big restraints on the patients and on the nurses, because not only do we have to provide that exceptional patient care, it's also attending to the families and understanding that if you were one of them, you would also need an update every single day about your loved one. So you need to take a step back, put yourself in their shoes and understand that every day is going to be different. You just have to take it as it is. And then if you are feeling that you are having that no patience, just take some time off. Because I always say, if you feel like that, it means that you're burnt out and you're not going to be able to provide that exceptional care. So take time off. What do you say to that, Vicky? So everything Christine just said, she says that every day at Huddle. So she tells everybody <laughs> the same thing. Um, and I have other um, other staff in the hospital that says, "Oh, that that charge nurse of yours, she's a little firecracker. Like she's she's good. Like they want her." And I, I just have to shoo them off and say, no, stay away. Um, <laughs> we're not here just providing a service. We're ex providing an experience for a lot of people I and mean, for every single person that comes to our door, just making them feel welcome. And like Kristen said, and Kristen's actually better than this than I am because I am highly relational. So when I get yelled at by a patient or family, I hold on to it. And then I asked Kristen, I'm like, are you okay? And she says, oh, I'm fine. That, that was done a long time ago. And I was like, okay, you need to teach me. Like, I don't know how you do it. You know, I'm starting to talk to staff about is there's like our, our judgment circle and then our learning circuit. So, you know, when judgment, we're listening to answer. And I think I'm guilty of this sometimes when, you know, I get calls from patients, families, and I'm listening, but I know what my answer is going to be. And then so I'm moving a little bit more 
into the learning circuit to really learn about, okay, you know, what are they trying to tell me? And, and really, what can I do? Like, you know, so I tried it. There's there are visiting exceptions. There's there's black and white, but there is a bit of a gray area. So, you know, right now we have um, where visitors can come in as an essential care partner. So, you know, I, I asked them, I'm like, what can you do so we can get you in here as an essential care partner? meaning providing hands-on care. And so giving them some examples, I, I actually learned from Kristen about this one because uh, she is the one who is at the bedside. She's mentoring the nurses um, and all our, all our uh, care providers uh, during rounds and how to deal with, you know, families and what approach to take. Uh, Kristen knows best. We've got a huge unit and she knows every single patient and a family member that's associated. And she can tell you their whole story um probably then their whole history so I, I, it's Kristen who Kristen knows the ends <laughs> they're going to for that <laughs> so I'd be interested in knowing what you're doing on this unit how is that making a shift in the organization I, I personally don't think that I would have got this opportunity had the pandemic not happened um, you know, I think I, it would probably be a couple more years before I got into a permanent, I, I never thought of becoming a manager. Um, I thought I was going to retire as an educator and that was my thing. Um, so I think with the pandemic, everybody came on a level playing field and we really started looking at people's strengths. Um, I can speak about the medicine program. Shannon was an external new director. She's a nurse by background as well. She really sees people for who they are. And I've seen that even after myself, the people that she's hired on really bring a different flair, like a different zest. And they've just, they really do value relationships and their employees and their staff. I see, as you're saying, there is a paradigm shift. I do see an evolve when I look at the senior leadership because I see it even beyond Shannon. Like you're able to joke with the VP. You weren't able to do that before. Now there's more of a, I would say a board toward alignment. Like you see them coming to our huddles. You see them speaking to our staff. And meanwhile, when I was a staff nurse, I thought the manager, my manager owned the whole hospital. Like I didn't know that there was anybody beyond that. And she was great. Now is that we're seeing that, okay, you know, the senior leaders, they really do care about what's going on at the bedside. We had like, I think, three VPs come in one week coming to our huddles and they wanted to hear directly from the frontline staff what's going on. So that's something I haven't seen before. And I think the pandemic really played a huge part in that. So if I was a, a staff nurse or a manager who turned on nurses' voices for this episode, and I'm thinking, boy, I'd love to be on a unit could you give me, as the as the viewer, as the listener, Kristen, could you give me, as a staff nurse, what's a couple of things I need to do to make it feel better? I think it's important, uh, number one, is to build relationship with your teammates and to have those good relationships and not just a kind of a work relationship, but really trying to get to know the person. Like, not, you don't have to go into much depth, but knowing that they have children or having a cat or a dog that they enjoy what their hobbies are like 
stuff like that to really build that relationship with somebody, number one. Number two, what we've been working on is, as a team is also bringing joy to work. And I think it's important to have a environment that fosters that joy. And so working with my staff, we've done things like Spirit Week as well, where when it was Christmas time, we wore red and green and sparkles and just put that together. So that way you come into work, you have something to look forward to. Um, and then we do things like decorating the unit as much as we can um, and just bringing that joy to the patients as well. And making them feel like we're at home. The third part I should say is having that senior leadership be present. So not just seeing your staff members and your charge nurse, but having your educator and your manager present to help you and to say good morning and to lend you a hand, just showing that they are committed to you and making your day better. Um, that goes a long way as well. And then having the tools and resources you need to do your job and make your job easier would be my fourth and final. We've been working a lot on this, uh, on 2B and making sure that the staff have things like a Hoyer lift that you connect to the ceiling lift so it makes it easier to weigh the patients. Having vein finders and um, things like that where the, the nurses don't have to work as hard or take time out of their day to go and find something. So, And Vicki, I'm a manager watching this uh, episode. What do I need to learn from your story? I would say, you know, don't be a dictator. Just work with your team. Trust your team. They know the unit best and they can guide and, and tell you how, what's going to work and what's not going to work with the team. So I, I, that's what I would suggest. And read uh, the Disney book, if Disney ran your hospital. That, that wouldn't change my life. <laughs> I'm just astounded at how passionate and positive and caring it just comes across uh, the screen. But what do, you, what do you see yourselves 10 years from now? I've been actually doing a lot of reflection and uh, having done just my leadership to uh, invitation to leadership course and seeing exactly where I want to be in 10 years. I think my goal is to go back to school to get my uh, master's degree. And eventually I'd like to be where Vicky's sitting. I'd like to be uh, a nurse manager. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that would be my ultimate goal is to get there and um, and then take it from there. About you, Vicky. I did, I, I'm still in a surreal state where I don't, I don't believe where I am um, right now. Uh, just because a lot of this, these opportunities just kind of came my way, just very organically. So I just kind of, I, I, my thing is that just work hard and your work will speak for itself. And, and if something comes up, it'll come up and I'll probably say no at first and then probably get pushed into something. But I, I right now I'm saying it that I'm probably going to retire as to be manager. <laughs> ah, well, that's, that's a great. That, yeah. That's that's a great compliment, not just to to be, but to the work you do when you put mm -hmm. it that way. Yeah. Well, I think our time is up. I'm I'm sad to say I want to thank both of you very much. This has been just what we wanted mm -hmm. in the sense of you've been your authentic selves, I think. And you've shared what makes you come to work every day. And you've shared, to use your word, Kristen, you've shared how you bring joy. 
And uh, you certainly inspired me and made me mm-hmm. more hopeful, yeah. uh, especially at this time, both about individual nurses, you, each of you, but also about the profession and also about the workplace. Things are possible. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Season 2 of Nurses' Voices, and we look forward to seeing you in future episodes. You can view and listen to Nurses' Voices on a variety of platforms, including YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And remember, if you want to give us any feedback, please connect with us through nursesvoices.ca and remember to sign up for our e-newsletter. Nurses' Voices is sponsored by Pfizer Canada. It is created by Donner Mueller. It is produced by Sector Limited. It is supported by the Canadian Nurses Foundation and the Canadian Nurses Association. Music